Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit PlanetBroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we go through primates and popular culture from Chimpan A all the way down to Chimpan Z. This week, welcoming into the monkey house, two very special guests. I've got the head honcho of Planet Broadcasting and also host of Just Make the Thing, it's Claire Tonti. Hello, everyone. It is great to be here on this illustrious occasion where we are recording a podcast about primates. I've also got... Uh, in the monkey house, co-host of the Millennial Divide, it's Dimity Kirkwood. Hello. I'm so excited for finally getting the opportunity to be able to tell all of my monkey anecdotes. You've and got a apes lot. and other chimpanzees and lots of, yeah, they're be not inclusive. the same thing. Be inclusive. Not the same thing, I just learned. <laughs> uh, well, look, you're going to learn a lot here today because this is <laughs> it's a safe space, but it's an educational space uh, for primates. And of course, you are a primate too. You've got to learn about your... Brotherin and sisterin <laughs> in the primate. I have a lot to learn. You do have a lot to I learn. Do. So, you know, buckle up. <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> uh, do you have a, a favourite primate? We normally ask first-time guests in the monkey house, and you mm-hmm. are first-time. I mean, I'm trying to I sporadically try and get monkey house up as a thing. Oh, okay. I like this I, is the monkey house. I remember to say it every month or so. Okay, I'll try and slip it in. I'll go real hard okay. when I do remember, though. Sure. Monkey house. <laughs> Welcome to the monkey house. <laughs> Do you have a favourite primate now that you're in the monkey house you want to talk about? Coming from a perspective in the monkey house, see what I did? That was pretty good. I'm helping. Thank you. So I really like, and I we just talked about this before, um, I don't know how to say it either, orangutans, 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 fade out. Orangutans. Orangutans. Forest man. Yes, the, the orange ones. Um, they are so cool and so clever and I there are so many interesting facts about orangutans that I can't remember but my brother could tell you he used to work at the Melbourne Zoo so he could t- if you were interested in hearing some you should talk to him I can't tell you any but they are just really fun they are fun yeah and I think that's that's why I like them I watched a doco which we talked about a few about a month back uh, and there was 
they showed an orangutan making like its own um, sort of portable hut. It was like a big sort of umbrella hat almost. Real cool. What? Yeah. And it just took it around wherever it It – I would like to do that myself because I can't afford to buy property. But yeah. I do need a roof over my head. Well, that's the that's the millennial divide. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what it's all about. You can eat smashed avocado and build your own hut. <laughs> I can really have it all. <laughs> exactly. What well, do you remember? What you said your favorite primate was? Well, I reckon I said it was orangutan as well. No way. I reckon it's I the most. Why we get on so well? I know. I know. I also like orangutans because of King Louis from the Jungle Book. Uh, Who was an orangutan, correct? That's right, yeah. Correct, yeah, because I like the song. He's the king of the swingers. Oh, the <laughs> monkey's kind of VIP. Me, I think. I don't think oh, I liked him. I just like Was his... he scary? He was a bit of a he bad was, dude. Yeah, he, he was. was a bad dude, but he had some sweet, sweet music, <laughs> and I really fell for it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You were just more brave thing. than me. True. I was but, scared. Yeah, yeah, true. However, I have changed my tune with my favorite monkey. Because I've been doing a lot of zoo visits recently with my three-year-old and I really love the spider monkeys now. <gasps> yeah. Really, yeah, the spider monkeys. Yeah, they're really cool. They're nifty, aren't they? Yeah, they're nimble. Nimble. Yeah, they've got those tails that like wrap mm, around everything mm, and mm. they can climb up things with their tail. Mm. And I was watching them at zoo super closely and their tail can wrap around like it's like having an extra arm. So you're like eating your lunch and this like monkey was eating its lunch and then can just scratch its head with its tail. Oh, like how useful would that be? If only. Be oh. handy. You know, we've devolved, haven't we? We yeah. really have. Ugh. They say we've evolved, but yeah. that's BS. Correct. We Sorry use... for the language. Yeah. We'll get a bit filthy in here in the monkey house. Yeah, Good correct. There's a lot of like monkey business yeah. in this monkey house. A lot yeah. of S. Exclamation mark asterisk asterisk thrown in the monkey yeah, house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Verbal. Yeah. Shh. It. <gasps> oh no, Whoa, sorry about that. No, I do apologize. Oh, edit that out. <laughs> I yeah. know. Might also Gosh. bring up the bleep going for that. Anyhow, Claire, your second time in, and you're sort of our expert uh classic Disney movie expert. Mm. I've put at you sandwich there expert at the start and the end of your title, which is you know quite an honour, I would assume. I'm I'm very honoured. I think I feel it's the best way to be. Mm. Expert Ex- sandwich. Correct. Yes, I am the expert Disney sandwich. <laughs> Last time we talked about the final movie in the Disney Renaissance, uh, Tarzan. And now we're talking yes. one about one right in the meat of the Renaissance. The Lion King. <laughs> the Renaissance. <laughs> Renaissance. Yes, the Lion King, the king of the Disney films, as mm. I would like to call it. Right. So is it? I was going to ask you later, is it, how do you uh, rank it compared to Tarzan? But you've got it up number one. Oh, mate, it's number one. It's got to be number one. It's got to no be number one. No one could disagree one. with that. Correct. It, I don't think that's controversial. I haven't seen them all, but, yeah, it feels... I think I might of have. Of the of the few yeah. I've seen, it's it's right up there. Mm. Oh, look. And they, they all do seem to have primates. Aladdin's got a monkey, I'm pretty sure. We're going to work our way through all oh, of them. Yeah, yeah As cool. long as they've got a bloody primate in them. Not interested otherwise. Yeah. I'm not going to watch a movie ever again if it doesn't have <laughs> exactly. a primate in it. I've and, learned. And I'm not talking about humans. No. Not, they're the, bo- the most boring primate. <laughs> no, I'm talking about fair dinkum. Uh, you know, yeah. subhuman or, or what, whoa, whatever whoa, the opposite. Whoa, no, whoa, sorry, not whoa, sub. Whoa. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I know. What's the opposite of sub? 
What's better the, than better than human. Better than human. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry yeah, about that. Exactly. The it's pinnacle, little, shall we say, of weird the primate world. Slip of the tongue. I know. Oh, awkward. Well, yes. Abu from Aladdin is a classic character. The monkey in Aladdin. Mm. You should definitely do that film. But we are talking today about The Lion King. Yes, my favorite. So it came out in nineteen ninety four. Uh, I was I was just a boy. Were you alive? I was alive. You would have just snuck oh, this in. This feels like my podcast all over again, getting shade <laughs> thrown at me for being the youngest. I was a very mature three-year-old. Thank yeah. you very much. Do you remember <laughs> seeing it? When was the first time you saw it? I do remember seeing it. I don't know. I feel like I saw it in the movies, but I also could be projecting another sibling's memory onto my own, which happens right. a lot. So I don't know. Um, but early, early, yeah. everybody, yeah. everyone was shown in utero, weren't they? Like every, yeah, know? yeah. When you were a twinkle in your yes. dad's eye, you still knew about the Lion King, absolutely, because it's because it has all the classic themes. And I don't want to do your job for you, Matt, so oh. I won't go through it. I'll let you do that. However, it has all the classic themes. Well, it's it based, makes you cry, it makes it's based you laugh. on King Lear, isn't it? King Lear, King Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet. King the Hamlet, yeah. the, which I think of as yeah. the king of the Shakespeare mm. uh, plays, and that's what he specialised in mainly was plays. And I like that I they were like, aware. "This yeah, is a good play. Right. What could be made better? Yeah. More primates, more primates." Yeah. And uh, could we could we draw this? Because I'm sick <laughs> of seeing these uh, shitty human primates. You know, flapping about on stage. Let's get let's get there's some illustrated some animation. Yeah, That's yeah, right. correct. I correct. think realistically though, something they've probably got a little wrong is uh, the king. Obviously, of the of the animal kingdom is 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 a, is got to be a primate. So it's weird that they chose a lion for the role in this case. Mm. Um, the namesake of the movie. I know. Yeah. Bold choice, and also because, as I discovered, because I have a son who is super into animals. The lion, and particularly the male lion, is super lazy mm. and does nothing and is a bit of a scavenger. So oh. the female lions do everything. They do, well, oh, my goodness, it sounds like society. <laughs> no, but they do all of the hunting and the male lion will come in and usually only if a thing's already been killed. So he doesn't often even do the killing himself. I know. Oh, my God. I know. Sounds about right. Am yeah, I right, exactly. Look, he's no spider monkey. No. <laughs> Certainly not. I know. It's a very egalitarian system in the spider monkey community, I think. Correct, correct. However, the lion, I have to say, the male lion is a very handsome animal. Would you agree? I'm a fussa. Please. No. Stop it. Oh, I know grown-up Simba. No, I think Mufasa would be hotter than Simba. Yeah, hundred percent. Mufasa's yeah. got wisdom and age, and oh. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the have? booming voice. Oh my god, <laughs> just makes you sit down and listen, doesn't it? It does. Correct. They, correct. They are. Um, I think it's pretty common in the animal kingdom for the the males to be the beautiful ones. Are right, the peacocks and yeah. other, a lot of birds. They're normally the. The fancy looking ones are the are the, dudes. the dudes to attract the mates. I'm doing Why a little are we dance. the ones wearing see. all the makeup then? Yeah, I know it's very confusing. It's very confusing. I know because the bowerbirds isn't the bowerbird like you always see them on yeah. National Geographic and they're all doing a dance with like things like a shiny nest. Yeah, they get all the blue the stuff, right? They're the ones yeah. that steal all blue stuff and like shiny things, and they're the dudes That's going funny. out there. Anytime when in my single days when I went out um, with my friends, we used to call it like guys were peacocking when they came up to us and they were like shaking their feathers, feathers and being all gross, you know, shaking their feathers. <laughs> <laughs> just shaking their fellas around. Shaking the fellas, yeah. yeah. Shaking their feathers, like, and just being gross. It's just like, oh, peacocking. 
Yeah. Interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? Hmm. And But yet we wear the shiny things. But I do like shiny things. I want to. So maybe yeah. that is equality in a weird way. True. we've taken it back. We have. So fight the good fight. Yeah. Yeah, right. We're like fighting the fight of the female bowerbirds. Yes. The bamboos <laughs> as well are the men, the one that have the the. Did you the just say bamboos? Bamboos. <laughs> In the, the, the male. I was already, the I was already, yes, I was already three. I was like at my end point being like, do baboons have, they all have red asses or just the men? Look, you're asking, obviously I'm a, you are an, an amateur climatologist um, and I'm going to say, sure. <laughs> okay. That sounds convincing. I'm convinced they all have red bums. All of them? I don't know. Matt just said yes, and he's the. I expert. feel like it, I feel like it is the male. The man. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up. You look that up while I uh, I give a breakdown of the story of the Lion King uh, from IMDb user Blazer three four six. Wow. Yeah. A lot Incredible. of people will follow Blazer's work here. Uh, here's <laughs> how he broke down the movie. After being anointed as the next king of the jungle, which is not true because they don't live in a jungle anyway. I didn't. I should have probably. Fact checked this before. I, <laughs> well, because did you know you're probably getting to this, but the first version of the Lion King was called the King of the Jungle. That's right. I think then they maybe realised that it's the, not a jungle. No, they don't live King in of the, the jungle. Savannah. Yes. Savannah. 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 One of those. Uh, after being anointed as the next king of the savannah, young lion cub Simba is every bit as eager to take his proud father Mufasa's place as the king. However, this makes Simba's villainous uncle Scar jealous of him. But when Mufasa is suddenly murdered by Scar, Simba feels responsible for his death and runs away from home. Meeting up with two outcasts named Timon and Pumbaa, Simba embraces their ways of Hakuna Matata. Years later, approached by his childhood friend Nala, the uh, and the wise baboon Rafiki, Simba must return home to stop Scar's evil reign and fulfil his destiny as the new king. That's the whole. I mean, it goes for an hour and a half, but that's it. I just, yeah. I just knocked it off in two minutes. Oh so. my god! Why would you even bother watching it? You now? probably don't need to. I got it, the highs, summary. I got the lows, mm. so I got it all. Yeah, in that. exactly. And oh, and if you haven't seen it, oh, all the spoilers are done. Yeah. For you. Oh, why? You deserve to have them spoiled <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet. No. Yeah. True. That is very, it's very your true. Fault, listener. Correct. Correct. I, I watched it last night again. I first watched it. I went and saw it at the cinemas for my birthday with my friend Damon. He gave me a, a block of uh, Cadbury hazelnut chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went and watched that film, and it was a great, obviously it was a great night. It stuck with me all these years yeah, later. Um, correct. And it's very specific. You have a very good memory for snacks. Do you have some, for some things like that? Yeah, snacks. I'm obviously a big snack uh, guy. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I I reckon I found it sad in parts back then, but I don't think I got it all as much. And I last night I cried three different times. <gasps> and I reckon as a kid I remember vividly feeling you know, obviously I was a boy, so I wasn't allowed to show it. But yeah, sorry, I, you should know I'm, I'm the I'm the feminist of this podcast. Oh, okay. um, yeah. so so I know now I've changed my ways, but uh-huh. back then I didn't know, and I had to yes. you know had to hold it in. Yes, <laughs> hold it in. There's other kids around. You don't want to bloody show your weakness. Yeah. <laughs> Last night I let it flow. Yeah, it's oh, three, ready four, to three or four tears at a time. Yeah. Wow. Oh, what can you tell us? Which parts? Yeah, the first one it was something of it was. Um, when uh, Mufasa was 
disciplining Simba for going off into the elephant graveyard. <gasps> oh, that's And just scary. the way he handled it was real. Yeah. It was real sweet or something. Because it was like he was disciplining him and then he's like, hey, you know, we're mates, aren't we? And Simba goes, we're, we're mates, aren't we, Dad? And he goes, yeah, we're mates, son. It was oh, something about, anyway. Yeah. Let's... And we'll always be together, right? Oh. oh. And then he goes all serious and look at the stars. Oh. The kings of the past look down on us from those stars. You I know, have I watched recite, a like, lot the, of this, mate, uh, Yeah, I have. I've wa- I watched it so many oh times. I think it's like part of it is just my parents are getting on, you know, they're into their yeah. 60s and yeah. I think I'm just like associating more of it with yeah. life and death and how time. I know the second oh. part when you cried and it's obviously, yeah. spoiler alert, when Mufasa dies. Yes. And then Simba is like on his body and he's like, Dad? Yeah, that oh, bit was Dad. full of. Oh, man, oh. I don't remember it. It lasts for ages. Oh. Yeah, it does. Often in the Disney they won't show the dead body. But they, they really <laughs> no, they let it rip. It's so they? full on. Oh, I know, because you so even sad. see him falling to his death yeah. and you see Simba going, Dad! Oh, oh. oh, my God. And then the wildebeest kind of scuffles through the gorge and there's like that entire scene is incredible. Like yeah. the tech that went into that, it was they were so ahead of their time with the way the wildebeest ran and, and I mean, it's very technical, but in the way that they even drew all the wildebeests and created them to kind of merge and the 3D imaging that they did with the animation had never been done before. So the scope of that scene, you really feel the weight of those wildebeests just running through. And then then it's so dramatic and the hands in his like vocal score behind that. Oh, it's so heartbreaking. And then when it just goes silent. Yeah. Oh, and oh. then he sees dad, dad and then you see him get up, dad. Oh, mate, I'm going to cry. Oh, it's, it's so, so heartbreaking. heartbreaking. And they don't shy away from it. No. Like there's a lot of scene of Mufasa's body there. Yeah. It's it's intense. And it was so scars the uh the the brother. So Correct. And I guess the Apparently wasn't always going to be related. He was going to be an outsider from another. Um, yeah, like a rival lion. Yeah. He was going to be like just like a challenger. From outside oh. the pride. But it, yeah. they ended up changing that. So he, he was basically, he was next in line until Simba was born. Mm. So that bumped him down a, a couple down the line, which so he um, came up with a plan to knock off yeah. uh, the king and the next in line to Bump him yeah. up to the new Because he has that classic line, I was first in line until the little hairball was born. <laughs> Mate, I've seen this oh, movie way too God. much. I've really watched it way too much. But, yeah, exactly right. And so he's this kind of really interesting character now that is that was so they thought that was more of an interesting storyline, I think, rather than him being a rival line. Yeah, I think they're right. They really yeah. nailed it, didn't they? I mean, every yeah. aspect of this movie, they really nailed it. Like there's not one point where you're like, ooh. Yeah. Is there any songs you don't like? I, I re- as a kid, I, I remember disliking Be Prepared. Me but, too, but now I love it. Yeah, I think it would have been just mm. because it was yeah. sort of darker and it was sort of, it wasn't, the rest of the movie was relatively fun apart mm. from the super sad parts, but that bit was just a bit, you know. Spooky. Yeah, something about it I didn't like, but then last night I quite enjoyed it. But you'll be maybe disappointed to hear that it sounds like that's going to be cut from the oh. from the <gasps> remake. With the Hitler, because there's the point where all the hyenas are in rows and they're yes. doing the Heil Hitler kind of, what, what's that yeah. walk called? Uh, the goose step. The goose step. Full mm. on sort of yeah. Nazi imagery. 
Yeah, it's interesting because mm. um, my husband James's uh, grandpa fought in World War Two oh, and flew side? planes oh, on our side. It's all right. <laughs> he was a Nazi. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Oh, I have a story to tell you about a Nazi box that's hidden in the middle of the Kimberleys one day, but I won't oh. tell that story now. Yeah, I know. Oh, what Crazy. a teaser. That is a huge tease. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's a very long tangent. It's not about okay. the Lion King. It's in the middle or of the Australian bush. Could you work in a primate? Uh, that maybe there's a primate in the middle of the Australian bush. You never know. You never know. No, but there is an army base up at the very – because I used to live in a community called Columbaroo, which is right up north, as far north as you can get before the coastline and East Timor of Australia. And up there there's just a lot of remote bushland and it's like an eight-hour drive of a really bad roads and really the only way to get in is to fly during the wet season. And But there's an army base up there that they used during the war and um, and it's still functioning now, but there is a whole lot of rumours that a whole, some Nazis, like a Nazi plane crashed up there um, and that there's like a Nazi box full of memorabilia and the local Indigenous community up there say that they know where it is but they won't tell the authorities and it's a whole thing. Was this the plot yeah. from Matthew McConaughey's Fool's Gold? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's exactly that. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, exactly. But this is the true story. Oh, wow. I know. I, I didn't even realise it was based on. Yeah. yeah. No, Matthew crazy. McConaughey appropriated it. I was story. Like, I'm like, how did he come up with that? Yeah. But, yeah, makes sense he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Stolen. Exactly. Uh, classic. 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 Anyway. McConaughey. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I actually do quite love Matthew McConaughey. I think he's oh, done yeah, a he's brilliant, so brilliant, brilliant you know, use of his career, really, hasn't he? He just, like, started and was like, oh, yeah, I'll do the rom-coms. I'll do all those parts. And then was just like, ha-ha, I've taken the reins. And now I'm starving myself Seriously. for film. Uh, yeah. What was the the true crime one he did, which was so excellent? Um, uh, um, true, wasn't called True Crime. No, True Detective. True Detective. Oh, he's good in that. Haven't watched it. But yeah, I was going to do his voice, but I can't do an American accent. It's really bad. I'm Matthew Moo McConaughey. Matthew Moo McConaughey. That's what he always says. <laughs> Sweetie, can't pronounce Matthew. Ma- I'm Matthew Moo McConaughey. I'm Matthew Moo McConaughey. I'm starting to lose my mind. This is the second podcast we've done tonight. I'm losing my mind. Um, if you, I think that if you want to. I can. I'm. I'm actually a pitch perfect um, impersonator, oh, and I don't always oh, use these yeah. skills, but I, Ooh, I can do okay. a Matthew do McConaughey if you like. Yeah, right now. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh yeah. my God, Matthew, okay. where are you? That was yeah, I know. really you shouldn't impressive. Have your eyes. Oh. If you close your eyes while I'm doing one of my noises, uh-huh. you will. You'll be very confused. Okay. Wow. Can you do Michael Caine? Michael Caine, sure. <clears throat> Hello, I'm Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, so. That's Just good. a couple of yeah. You're good at this. Oh, it's not good. It's great. It is. That was it's really. Brilliant. It is though. It That's like, a skill. That's I a very know. special skill that you have. Yeah. That you should so... do another spin-off podcast just with like accents and like yeah. you doing impersonations of people. Okay. Do me. Correct. Do my impersonation. Okay. Oh, hello. I'm. I'm pretty good at uh, uh, having long feet. Am I British? <laughs> I didn't know. I'm, I'm like, actually Amy British. British. <laughs> I'm pretty. Oh, look, that I'm one was. I'm a little bit British. Um, you also move um, your head around a lot. I like to wobble my head and talk like this. It's actually spot is that on. is that really feet thing a is that private intel? Mm, yeah, I didn't want to because I can that edit up. that bit out if you like. All right. Well, no, no, no. It's on here. Like I have, I have long skinny feet. I have really, really long skinny feet. We realized just before. We started recording that all three of us have long, skinny feet. Yeah, no, Claire doesn't no. have long, skinny. I've just feet. got just skinny, skinny feet, feet, but oh. I have nice, dainty feet. 
Oh, okay. Like a Disney princess. Well, I've got long, skinny feet like such a bob. Mm. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, me too. Do you know my sister, Amy, who's on the Millennial Divide podcast, shout out, um, said to me just the other week, um, she referred to my feet as clompers. Clompers? That yeah. doesn't sound That's right. What she mean to me? Clompers She's sounds like short and so stubby, not no, long No, I call them my like... boots. She goes, are those your clompers, Dimity? <laughs> She's so mean to you. It's one of my favourite parts of your show. <laughs> I think you should call them flappers. Yeah, I was thinking flappers as well. Yeah, flappers would like, be all right. Or Flapp- flippers, oh. flappers or flippers. Yeah, maybe flippers is what flappers I was going for. sounds like I'm a 50s kind of flapper. I like it. Yeah, flapping uh, around in the 30s. dress. 30s? 30s? 20s? 20s. 20s. Roaring 20s. Tens. Yep. I'll- Zeros. <laughs> <laughs> Minuses. Exactly. Anyway. Um, anyway Oh, where we were going before I yes. brought up the Nazi box, then Matthew McConaughey, and then Michael Caine, and then your impression of Dimity. Yes. Which I feel like has been an amazing tangent. Oh, hello. I have long feet. <laughs> Who's talking okay, at the moment? Closer. Try and work it out. <laughs> that was a much closer. I feel like you really nailed that one. Yeah, look, it takes me a while to hone in. I've watched hours of Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I've only listened to, you know, less hours of millennial divide there's only been 15 episodes so and you only do like 38 minute episodes so that's not enough not enough (laughs) minutes and hours to study and you don't even you talk for maybe a third of the time overshadowed we all know that if you could get a bloody word in (laughs) i mean i've spoken of you uh three or four times in the last five minutes so i think i can understand how that yeah well i've just done it again i'm so sorry about that (laughs) just bloody and Get I'm the on. feminist of the podcast uh, too, no. yet I'm not, I mean, maybe you should lean in. Like, I don't know. Oh, my God. I hope everyone it's understands It's my fault. That's right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Claire, what were you saying? Oh, yeah. So I was going to talk about, because we were talking about the goose-stepping in the Scar scene, because this podcast yep. is obviously about The Lion King, classic Disney film. And in that scene, they're goose-stepping, and James showed it to his 90-year-old grandfather who had fought in World War II. And sorry, just once again, who did he fight for? Not the Nazis. Okay, sure. The Nazis. The other guys. The good who guys. us, yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah, he flew a plane. Oh. I think, yeah. So in that particular war, he flew a plane. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> anyway, so... Was it's, this is going nowhere. It's not it even that exciting. What happened? Tell no, us. It wasn't re- <laughs> was he the red? Oh, no, my God. That, this is not even that interesting. Tell us. He, James just showed him the Lion King and he thought it was very amusing that the hyenas were goose-stepping. <laughs> oh, my God, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's where we ended up. <laughs> I'm glad it was amusing. It wasn't, like, traumatising or something. Well, that's what I thought. I thought when James and he got story, PTSD it was going to be flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But apparently he just thought it was a very funny. Maybe because they won. It would have been less funny okay. if they lost. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That they won. It probably so. wouldn't be in a in a movie like that as the bad guys doing it. It would have been Simba would have been goose stepping. True. Everyone would have been Oh, what a beautiful weird walk they're doing. You know? Imagine that yeah. that other reality. Oh, Imagine whoa. if we we're in that other weird reality where everyone is walking with a goose step. Oh everywhere. Everyone, everywhere. Imagine. Well, imagine oh, you guys would be in serious trouble with your flappy feet. Oh, yeah. No, we'd be nailing it. We'd be head of the pack. Yeah. <laughs> everyone would be like, look at them go. Like they're so they get such high extension with their feet. Mm. It looks like my high kicks are like half a metre higher because my feet are so long. 
Oh, cool. Okay. It's all about illusion. It's a big advantage. Do you know that yeah. that song I like because it's got my favorite line in it, which is like, it's like all dark and dark and then it goes, a shiny new era is tiptoeing nearer. And where do we feature? Just, Just listen, listen to, to teacher. teacher. I love oh, it. Oh, it's so good. How good, good is that bit? It's oh. so good. And is it now? The voice is Jeremy Irons. It is. I was about Correct. to tell you about the casting. Do you want me to talk, oh. yes. talk through the casting a little bit? Yes. Um. So we'll... Uh, few of the other characters, Nathan Lane, uh, who ended up playing uh, Timon, he went for Zazu, which oh. was ended up being played by Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ernie Sabella, who uh, played Pumba, went into uh, audition for a hyena. So a lot of them got um, mixed around. A- initially, uh, they wanted Cheech and Chong for the hyenas. You know, Cheech and Chong are like classic stoner comedians. Yes, correct. Um, and uh, Cheech Martin was available, but Tommy Chong wasn't. So Whoopi Goldberg ended up coming in as playing uh, the other hyena. But for Scar, it was initially going to be Tim Curry, apparently. Um, but he left the role to take uh, a, a role in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York instead. <laughs> feels in hindsight maybe a mistake. But, um, but uh, they must have been keen on Scar having an English accent, which is interesting. Because yeah. none of the other lions have an English accent. So why does the brother of Simba, a guy with a deep American brother accent. Brother of Mufasa. What did I say? Simba. Sorry, uncle of Simba. Yeah. Yeah, Mufasa. Sorry, I'm so sorry about that. James L. Jones, who played Mufasa. God, that's just a, there's a bad if... one in every family, isn't there? My goodness. Oh, no, terrible. Also, do you have a scar in your family? Uh, they're, well, they're both on the podcast and so no. A <laughs> couple, of, couple of scars. No, we're all perfect. Correct. Oh, that's nice. How lucky are you? I know. I can't say it now. No I? black sheep. I, I think I might be actually. <laughs> I think it's me. Okay. As an impartial observer, yes, it's you. No. <laughs> I suspect. No, I'm I joking. Knew. I'm, I'm joking. joking. It was I for knew. comedy. Yeah, I get it. You know I don't think that really. No, it's funny. Or do I? <laughs> oh, you're the scar. Oh, I am. I probably am in oh. my family. No, there are no scars. Well, there are probably deep-seated childhood scars. <laughs> but no one in particular as oh, scar. Oh, I never realised that. There's a meaning behind that name. Yeah, he's got a scar over his eye, which is never explained. No, either. but like actually, he is oh, scarred. Deep. He's got family. There's family scars. Yeah, there's kind of a connotation, right? Oh. That like something's happened to him, or he's yeah, kind of not he's right scarred. emotionally. Scar- yeah, emotionally and physically. Yeah, this whole movie has a lot of layers. So many, so many layers, like a parfait. Do you yeah. know what else I like? Another part is um the start. I always thought that um the lyrics were. Pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Imagine if they were the lyrics. Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's actually Swahili. Yeah. I think. It's just my like three year old brain being like, I don't know. Pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Like it could that's what it sounds like <laughs> to me. Like Legit. I didn't know that would other languages existed. I feel like they've really made an error in not actually using those lyrics, to be honest. <laughs> That's that still is time. So- <laughs> Maybe it's not out yet. The new one, the remake. That's true. Oh, Maybe we haven't even got there yet. Yeah. Maybe. We, we haven't. No. No. Will we ever? Who knows? Who knows? So the, uh, they ended up getting Jeremy Irons to play Scar. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he wasn't sure about it at first, but they, they ended up convincing him. And they even used some of his uh, look in the drawing of Scar. So they sort of. Oh. Um, Saw in uh, Mr. Sunday Movies did a video about mm. Lion King. Really coincidentally, this week because we were planning on doing this episode anyway, and then 
I hadn't even thought about how uh, just coincidentally yeah, timely the, the new trailer for new the trailer movies come out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they uh, Jeremiah's got right into it, but I found that really fascinating. I never picked it up as a kid, but he he's got an English accent. So does obviously Zazu and Rowan Atkinson. Um, but everyone else has got an American accent. So I found this article just before from uh, DesertNews.com titled, Why Scar's British Accent in The Lion King Might Be a Bad Thing for Your Child. Oh. Oh. Claire, yes. listen. I am. I'm listening. <laughs> oh. And this is what it said. So it, it's, it's quoting an article from The Atlantic. It says, cartoon villains often have foreign accents, and that might be sending a bad message to children. Sociolo- oh, sorry, sociolinguist. Calvin Gidney, an associate professor in child study and human development at Tufts University, told The Atlantic that he was always struck by the villainous Scar's accent in The Lion King. Why was it different from Mufasa's voice when the two were supposed to be brothers? Gidney unmasked a disturbing pattern in film um, with villains often having foreign accents. Gidney, along with Julie, uh, Julie Dobro a senior lecturer at Tufts, worked on a study that found most heroes have an American accent while villains tend to have British accents. Language issues like these can lead to children misunderstanding how to treat people with different accents. What's really important is to be able to make your children into media literate viewers, Dobrow said. If a parent or sibling or caregiver is there with a child watching television or a film, this can make anything into an educational experience. <laughs> it's just a learning opportunity. That's interesting. They're sort of thinking that it's teaching kids from a young age to be fearful of people with different accents. It's interesting you say this actually because a friend of mine who's gay said this too. He said that Scar actually has, well, like you would sort of think that he's probably quite a, like an effeminate lion. I'm probably saying this wrong and I'm sorry if I'm offending anyone, but it, but um, he seems like he'd be a member of the gay community and there is a feeling among um, the LGBTQI community that he shouldn't be uh, sort of um, shaped as a villain basically, oh. and then it's interesting that he's – and sometimes this can happen in film that, like, villains can also, as men, can sometimes be effeminate in that way. I don't know. Right. I did not pick mm. that up at all. That's No, I didn't either. But I re-watched it and I sort of saw – I mean, yeah, I did see what they were saying. Yeah, like, right. You could think that. Mm. And he's kind of a lone figure. He doesn't have, like – yeah. Any female lines around him or anything like that? It does seem like he's sort of the outcast. I, I just, mm. just thought that was how, I mean, I don't, I'm a primatologist. I'm not a linematologist. So, correct, correct. But I I thought that that was how it worked. The, the, the head of the lion clan is the, you know, the alpha male mm. and they have heaps of lionesses and all the other males are sort of outcasts. But I, I'm basing that off absolutely nothing. Mm. No, but I think that's right too. I just, I wonder whether it was, whether... Yeah, I don't know. It was just something mentioned to me in when, passing. When it comes to Scar he uh, and uh, Brains, he got the lion's share. But <laughs> when it came to uh, Brawn, he was at the shallow end of the gene pool. <laughs> hey, you know the words like me. I'm so impressed. <laughs> uh, I, I just Googled, like, who is Scar? Scar, an archetypal evil uncle sort who conspires to take the throne. So, yeah, they say, why do people think he's gay? Scar is clever, camp, more than a little snide and posh and British. <laughs> because of these traits, some people think he's probably gay. 
Interesting. Or at least conforming to a bitchy old queen gay stereotype. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's what my friend was saying. Mm. And I Englishness know, plays into that as well. Because I, I thought it made sense to me in some ways that an American film would have uh, the English as as a baddie because, I mean, they had a history of yeah, they fighting did. for independence that's so from true. the British. So maybe that made some sense. It just seemed weird that it happened inside the same family because that doesn't really make no it doesn't make sense, sense. and it's apart from the fact that he the character started out as being from outside the family and that was a change in the script or at least in the at some point during development that he was yeah. brought into the family i wonder if it's like an unconscious social thing at the time because they were actually at the same time as they were writing the lion king they were also writing pocahontas right. another mm. disney opus and actually pocahontas was supposed to be the movie that was like going to take off and really? the Lion King was just like this side project because, I mean, it does sound weird. Like I'm gonna, imagine if you went to someone and was like, I'm going to make a movie about lions and elephants and, you know, a monkey's going to hold up the cub in front of everyone and sure. then it's a, it's like a lion version of Hamlet. Like it yeah. kind of sounds strange unless yeah. you'd seen it and then you're like, well, it's genius. But yeah. Pocahontas is like that classic American story. It's such an American story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that was what they needed to know, like that it's you know, like people don't necessarily want to see the racist beginnings of American colonisation. Yeah, you know? like, in, a, in musical form. In musical <laughs> da 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 yeah. But like, yeah, it's not- and also I think because in that in Pocahontas, the villains obviously the British, because they're invading really in right. that film. Mm. I wonder if that came in subconsciously. I don't know. I'm drawing a real long bow. Mm. Yeah, they were just thinking at that time, villain mm. equals English. Who but, knows? But then, uh, and this is something I learnt from Miss Sunday Movies video as well, <laughs> is that this is the first film that had a big star um, singing the key songs from the film, Elton John, who was obviously an Englishman. Oh, yeah. So he, apparently movies before that, it would be pretty anonymous sort of voice actors. Um, mm. But this was the first film that had a lot of star power. Also, the cast was a, sort of an all-star ensemble cast, mm-hmm. uh, and that never really happened before in a in a Disney film. Um, Robin Williams was in Aladdin, but it was mm. you wouldn't have recognized any of the other names. But in in this film, I just got some of the names, uh, some of the stars. You had Matthew Broderick uh, as adult Simba, James L. Jones as Mufasa, Jeremy Irons, as we said. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas as young Simba, who was a big star at the oh, time. Oh, my JTT. God. Were I you into JTT? JTT. I loved him. <gasps> what, Home Improvement? Mm, oh, God. yeah. God, I loved <laughs> that, him in Home that's Improvement. That's where you liked him from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was sure you were going to say one of his other big things that he did. Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. No, Home Improvement. That was it for me. Yeah. He was so he played, such a babe. I'm trying to, he was, I remember he I was like in a Christmas film. Oh. Oh. And so on and so forth. <laughs> and a Simba in the line. I mean, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. Matthew Broderick was adult Simba. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Right. I think he was one of the early castings. And um, huh. yeah, yeah, I know. Obviously a big, it's a big movie star that just keeps 90s, on giving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What I, I do love, I know you touched on this before, I love how all of those animal characters have a little bit of the traits of the actors who play them. Mm. You know how Zazu looks a lot like Rowan Atkinson with the eyebrows? I think it's awesome. I mm. love that. Although I did just look up the voice of Nala and it doesn't, she doesn't look like her at all. Oh, that's interesting. Moira. 
Yeah. Mm, I will say the female portrayal in The Lion King in general of the characters, they're all real side plots. They are, aren't they? They yeah. are. Although Queen Bee, she's going to be taking the reins of Nala, so yeah. shit's going to change. And Nala is actually a badass character. She is. She's totally she's a badass a character. She's a crucial, crucial character in this movie. She is. She is. I reckon she Pivotal. deserved even more airtime. Maybe Absolutely. she will in the new version. <gasps> They'll have to. You can't have the queen and not give her her rightful Correct. air. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah, she, she uh, in the film, she's the one who brings uh, Simba yeah. back to, you know, save the day. Yeah. Um, back off Scar. Scar has taken over the kingdom and it is become a wasteland what was a beautiful oasis in the in africa became a, a wasteland there was um no life there at all and then simba comes back because anala goes and accidentally finds him a lot of messages in this hey i was just thinking that that really is a um what's the word a, a message um no, it's like we can apply it to our own lives. Like an analogy? An analogy. A metaphor? Yes, a metaphor. That's a metaphor. What I, was going I never for. know which I should know because I yeah. taught this because I was a teacher. <laughs> and I still am confused by I the difference between analogy I think it's a metaphor. I think because I was going to go with analogy, but I don't think it is. It's a metaphor for our own lives and over consumerism. <gasps> You yes. guys. Right. Yes, and the environment and so many other things. I think that's what's so lovely about this film and what really touched people's hearts mm. is that there's these sort of um, age-old themes of finding out who you are and taking responsibility for your life and death and life and mm. the magical kind of circle of life that we all exist the in because we life. become the grass and then the antelope eat the grass yeah. and then so becomes us. I just want to hear your quoting of the movie with every <laughs> single character because I, I'm fairly confident you know all of the lines. Oh, mate. Oh, and all the song lyrics yeah. as well. I could. Oh, fun fact about the songs too, actually. Jeremy Irons, he sings that song we just talked about, Be Prepared. Do you know he doesn't sing all the way to the end? No way. What does that mean? Mm. So his voice gave out because, oh. you know, there's that bit where he goes, um, you won't get a sniff without me. Yes. You know that bit? Yes. His voice gave out because he did too many times and his voice just went, <clears throat> and so they had to get a new guy in to no. sing the end of the song. Really? Correct. That is Correct. a fun fact. Yeah, so fun. May have come from Mr. Sunday Movies. Really? Because <laughs> I live with him, but still. A font of fun facts. He is, he is. Um, so this kind of gets us up to the meat of what we should be talking about here, the main primate character in the film, another key character, sort of a bit Huge. part in some ways but really a, mm. a big part, and that's Rafiki who is uh, pr- kind of a baboon. Anyway. Is he, what do you mean? He's a baboon. He's yeah, he's a, well, he's, they, he calls himself a baboon at, at one point. So, mm. um, But he's... It's it's weird. He out of all the characters, they're sort of based pretty closely, you know, cartoon True. versions of animals. But he's like this weird um, mashup of a few different primates, yeah. which is a bit strange. Um, this is from uh, a Screen Rant article by Andrew Dice. If you want, I'll, let me read a little for you guys. Go on, yeah. cool. Um, so for starters, Rafiki isn't a baboon at all. Uh, that won't be a shock to anybody who has ever searched for photos of baboons online and discovered that where Rafiki is brightly co- coloured, most baboons are, well, bland by comparison. <laughs> Cop that, baboons, you dickheads. Oh, sorry about that. Language there. Not in the monkey house. Not in the monkey house. Sorry. Uh, so why does Rafiki also refer to himself as a baboon in the actual movie if he doesn't resemble one? Well, the animators are partly to blame. 
but so is the, the system and science of identifying and labeling animals in the first place. So sorry if this gets a bit technical, um, my scientific sort of, and I should say I'm not really a scientist, but I kind what? of am like an amateur scientist uh. slash primatologist. Uh, goes on to say, to be perfectly clear, Rafiki is a mandrill. Uh, one of two species of old world monkeys in the genus Mandrillus. From a scientific perspective, the mistake in the Lion King is easy to understand. Until the late 1980s, mandrills were thought to belong to the same genus as baboons before zoologists determined the relation between the two was tenuous enough to be inaccurate. They created the genus Mandrillus to acknowledge the distinction, but the Disney animators may not have gotten the memo when <laughs> crafting Rafiki the mandrill but they probably wouldn't have cared. Oh, <laughs> wow. bit of editorialising there. I know. Oh, that's not unbiased at all. I know, because yeah. I think they did like they did a lot of work. They went to Tanzania and did spent they? a lot of time observing animals in the wild to create. That's how they did that incredible scene at the beginning because they did a lot of work with animals, right? So I'm surprised by that. They also got, yeah, they got animals brought into the studio mm. um for them to study how they moved and stuff. So it's, it is a weird oversight mm. that this sort of key character is just not even really based on. So he's like a mandrill, but he's walks more upright, kind of more, I guess, more humanized with a walking stick, mm. you know, trying to make him like the old man, wise old man character. Mm. But he also has a tail, which mandrills don't have. Mm, which so puts that, him in the monkey category, I just learned. Yeah, right. Mm. Well, pretty, Yes. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, <laughs> um, but obviously the blue face is the classic mandrel look. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a- Do you think that that was maybe deliberate in that he is none of us but all of us? Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. I like what you did there. Yeah? yeah. Yes, definitely. So if you if yeah. you merged all of primates together, you'd get basically a mandrel <laughs> with a tail. You would. You would, Rafiki. You would. You actually would. And do you know yeah. what Rafiki means in Swahili? Because I used to live in Tanzania for a bit, humble brag. Yes, I did. You've and lived a lot of places. Look, I've lived a long time. You've lived a lot of lives. A lot longer than you, Amy. <laughs> and so I know a lot right, more. Amy. <laughs> um, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. She's very cool, as we discussed tonight on the show. Um, no, Rafiki, because I spoke a bit of Swahili, means friend. Oh. In Swahili. Oh. Yeah, it does. And when he sings Asante Sana Squashed Banana, you know yes, that song? Asante Sana Squashed Banana. And I think it's Wei Wei Niu Mi Rafana. Something like that anyway. I don't know the ending. But Asante Sana means thank you very much. Thank you very much, oh, a squashed, squashed banana. banana. Yeah, That's so beautiful. he's saying thank you very much, a squashed banana. And then something like me, you, or you is me. I think that's what it means. Oh. Yeah. It was a real strange scene. So that's where uh, he sort of found Simba and he's trying to tell Simba to come back as well in, a, in the weirdest possible way. Yeah. Not, hey, it's cool, you didn't really kill your dad. No one thinks that. It's very easily explained. You're a tiny baby lion. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't yeah. your fault. But, no, instead he... He just was singing squash banana at him. And going, correction, I know your father. And then they do the weird thing, the reflection in the water. Then he becomes his dad. And then he looks up into the sky and he sees Mufasa appear in a cloud. And Mufasa tells him all about how he's needs to go back and remember who you are. Yeah, I remembered it being... Um, that scene being more comforting, but it was just sort of a, such a vague message 
from his yeah. cloud dad. <laughs> hey, cloud dad line. <laughs> spell it out for me a bit more. What do you want me to do? Remember who you are. <laughs> I know who I am. What are you talking I'm about? I'm Simba. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Correct. So you would prefer Cloud Dad to just go, hey, Simba, I know it's weird. I'm Cloud Dad. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you to go back, push Scar off a cliff. Push him off a cliff. He did it to me. Yeah. It certainly was not your fault. You're completely absolved of responsibility. That's true. He doesn't even say it wasn't your fault. You didn't kill me. You were a tiny cub and it was all orchestrated by your uncle. No, he doesn't say any of that. (sighs) Maybe Simba's the one with the real Scar. Whoa. Yeah, sorry. Deep. Sorry to get so deep. deep. Whoa. Super deep. You're making me think. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what Primates Podcast is all about. Mm. In the end, people will listen, number one, but number two, they'll think, and number three, <laughs> they'll feel. I feel I feel a lot right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think I get it. Yeah. I now think, that I'm in the monkey house. Yeah. When Once you get in, it's hard to get yeah, out of the monkey house. I think I'll ever <laughs> escape the monkey the house. monkey house state of mind. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like past your bedtime as well. Yeah. It's all going a bit crazy in here. Yeah. Yep. So you guys, obviously, I could tell that you were pretty disappointed finding out that uh, it was a very inaccurate portrayal of a mandrel slash baboon. It was neither, but it was both. Mm. Um, well, you'll be so stoked to hear that in the um, the preview for the new film, uh. it's pretty clear uh, that the director, John Favreau, has righted those wrongs. And I think John Favreau probably took it on personally. Um, because I, I mean, I don't know John Favreau personally, but I've seen him in a film, I think. Okay. And I reckon that's enough to know that the man cares about accuracy in primate representation in film. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that that's a fair enough, yeah, statement. Yes. Yeah. So he is he's made uh, Rafiki. Uh, much more accurate to a mandrill in the new film. A mandrill. Mandrill. They've gone with a mandrill. Mandrill, oh. which is shocking. Would have thought the baboon would have. I yeah, know. you would have. You would have gotten rid out. of the blue Correct. face. Uh, yeah. Right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, I just think that he has the um, mannerisms of a baboon. And stop me if I'm wrong, because I don't know mandrills as well. Right. So I could be. You grew up mistaken. with, uh, with baboons? baboons. I. You yeah. know. Yeah. I. I will. Interject here, didn't okay. he? Because I've had first-hand experience with baboons. Sure. In fact, one stole my sandwich. Oh. Yes, when? correct. When I was living, didn't I mention I'm a woman of the world? Oh, this is correct. when I was living in the, in the deep jungle of. Correct, of Tanzania. Okay. And it's the savannah, as we covered. Uh-huh. The jungle is in not in Africa. Or is jungle also in Africa? I'm confused. Uh, Africa is such a big place. I reckon they probably have some jungle. Correct. Ooh. They would definitely have some jungle. Yeah. I, in fact, went to the jungle there. I told that story last time when I saw the gorillas. Mm, I've seen quite the a band? few primates. No. No, oh, no I haven't. Fun. Yeah, yeah, they would be fun. No, like I saw the band, the gorillas in the jungle. and Really? I, was, I did. Damon yeah, Albarn. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it was just hanging out there. Jungle's mystical, isn't You just it? never it's know what's going to be in there. Yeah. I know, I know. Gorillas, the band in the mist. Oh, wow. And it was, it was good. It People was a good time. People say it's good. I didn't quite know why, but yeah, now I, I understand. Mean, yeah, exactly. So anyway, what I was, where I was going with that was that Baboon stole my sandwich sure. and they are very sneaky and They're crafty okay. and a bit naughty and can be a bit scary, whereas I feel like mandrels may be more channeling of the wise wisdomness, right. I reckon. I don't know for a fact. I'm just guessing. In the uh, David Attenborough Life episode entitled Primates that we talked about about a month ago with mm-hmm. Ben Russell and uh, Stuart Dolman, 
we there was a scene in it with baboons and they and there was a fight two um groups of baboons clashing and the way they run they sort of run on all fours and the the males have big manes they can almost look like primate lions wow yeah they do because they've got big heads yeah like super big heads and yeah. they were vicious and yeah. apparently like the way david attenborough explained it some like when there's a big brawl they'll settle old scores somehow he's tracked oh. that and he'll be like oh. <laughs> david knows i wouldn't yeah. question it no, no, no he's wise yeah. yeah, he should be Rafiki. Correct, yeah. David Attenborough. Yeah, you know what else is a good one that you should probably have on the podcast? Um, Jane Goodall. My brain just oh, froze for yeah. a minute. Does there's an amazing Netflix doco on Jane Goodall? Did you know? Claire loves this. I've heard about this a number. She's of times. coming to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, is she? Can you being being the head honcho? Planet Broadcast. Do you reckon you could get her on oh the show? Oh my god, I would lose my mind. I don't think so. Not the not the Dr. Jane not Goodall the in in the studio. Could you make a call I though? I could try. Look, so I am good. the head honcho. You're a big boss. I can make things happen. You wear a blazer, boss lady. Boss yeah, I wear a blazer. Exactly. Yeah. I'll I'll saunter in there in my French wardrobe. <laughs> That's a joke from another show. Personal joke. Personal, personal joke. joke. Oh, in joke. Personal Listen to the millennials. I know. And you'll get them all. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well. Anyway, the the doco on there is really interesting because she looks into the chimpanzees and they're like rival, tribal, mm-hmm. eating each other, settling old score. It's like very Shakespearean. Very Shakespearean. Is it as Shakespearean as The Lion King? <sighs> no, correct. No, correct, you is. are right. I nothing. don't think Shakespeare even Shakes- could have come up with Shakespeare this. Shakespeare based, actually, this is a fact. Um, Shakespeare, all of his plays are based on um, primates. Is that true? Yeah. That's wow. a 100% fact. That is fascinating. Wow. Yeah. That is so, it yeah, has to be true. One. I Googled it. Othello, Midsummer Night's mm-hmm. Dream. Yeah. Oh, all I of them. So yeah. yeah. Different. Like, obviously, it's like one's like like Othello, Monkeys, like King Lear, yeah. Orangutans. Like, it's yeah. different. Romeo and Juliet was actually about um, star crossed. Uh, uh, spider monkeys. <laughs> I was trying to say something we hadn't said today already. But I failed. Oh, there it failed. is. No, I'll, I'll admit it. it. I'm man enough <laughs> to admit it, which is nobody a, is perfect. That's true. Even you, man. Man enough as the feminist on this show, I should say that man enough to admit it feels almost like an outdated term. It sure it is. Yeah, yeah. you should mm. say yeah, human enough to admit it. Human enough. Thanks. Primate enough to admit it, really, because aren't we all just primates yeah. in at the end, end of the day? I think we're back. lucky to lucky to call ourselves primates. Yeah, I okay. feel. Yeah, I feel we're blessed. all prime mates. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. You. You're welcome. That. Now, are you excited? You were just watching the um, the teaser trailer. Uh-huh. Are you excited about the remake? I know Claire's got strong feelings about this. I am so excited. Who isn't excited about the remake? Well, anyone, oh, well. anyone who's anyone is excited and thinks it's a great thing. I think it has divided opinion. Well, I was going to say when I first heard about, it, I was like, "Do not, do not do this. Don't like. Why would you touch the Lion King? It's it's untouchable. You can't. No, no. However, and I've said it before, Queen Bee has really shifted the opinion from my point of view like she i trust her i follow her i think the casting is so sick that it's like yeah, that i think it. that was the best thing they've done with it is the casting i also and i don't i'll, I'll 
be interested to hear what Claire has to say about this, but I, I, I love the realistic animal animations. I haven't seen the Jungle Book remake, but I loved watching a short clip of it. Oh, Claire's shaking her head. What's Claire, what up, do you Claire? think about it? I have so much internal rage. <gasps> I have really? so much rage. Yeah, I know. I'll get into a big rant. No, tell us. Oh, goodness. Okay, so I really, really, really hate CGI animals. I really, I don't like it. I think that I, and I found this out when I went to see The Jungle Book in the cinemas and I was really excited to see the, like the new version of it. And then I watched it and I got so enraged all the way through it because I realized The Jungle Book must be part of my childhood somewhere. And I loved it. And the music and the animals, they're so personable. You can make animated cartoons with animals look like friendly and cool and have proper expression, but they have not managed to get CGI animals, except for maybe Planet of the Apes, but that's another story, to look kind of in the same way. Like you can't have, you can't build the kind of expression in them that you would. And I just get left a little bit cold. And every time I watch something with CGI animals, like don't get me started on the Polar Express, you just end up going, oh, that's pretty good CGI. Instead of being like, I'm swept away by the mystical, magical world of the Lion King, all I'm thinking of is like, that elephant looks pretty good for a fake elephant. No, I'm not happy about it. And I know I love Queen Bay. I love Beyonce and the casting, very good. But this, I just don't think this movie can be replicated. I just don't. I just don't. It is It's weird when, because I think a lot of people say this is a near perfect uh, film, for what it, you know, film, for, film, mm. for an animated children's film about a Lion King. People say in that genre, which is quite niche, animated uh, family children's film about a Lion King, this is about <laughs> as good as it gets. I would go to say in just the film genre of the films. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, well, which is in a whole genre of itself. The, You've the gone genre. to the, the broader end of the <laughs> yeah. spectrum there. Just a bit, but I would say this is one of the greatest films of all time. Right. Oh, so definitely. It's one of the classics. So that, that's both why people want to remake it, but also probably the reason why it doesn't need to be remade. Mm. Yeah, because and this is what goes to the, the heart of what gets my goat about all Grind of this. your gears. It real does. A lot of this is a money-making thing, right? Because, of course, I will go and see this movie even though I hate CGI animals. And um, I just think that, yeah, obviously studios are remaking all these classic stories because all the kids that watch them are now adults and will take their kids and it's all this wonderful thing. But come up with some new stuff. Don't right. keep rehashing I haven't thought about that. Things. That's a bit sad, isn't I'll, it? I'll, I'll, yeah. The vast majority of those old Disney movies that we loved as kids were rehashed stories, though. I oh, know, you make a good point there, Matthew. I know. I reckon they should remake Snow White. I liked that one. Didn't they make one, but she was like, oh, was yeah. very violent? Was she very, was like was a, a very sta- very was that, stabby. The, was that the one with uh, Angelie Jolie, which was called something like oh, some, whatever the witch's name was? I forget. But I could always say Oh, no, wrong. that was Sleeping Beauty, Maleficent. Oh, okay. Malif- and actually, oh. to be fair, I quite enjoyed that. And actually, I really liked the remake of Cinderella. I loved that. And there they were, were some very animals realistic in uh, humans in that. They were correct, yeah. and also the animals in that were quite good too. Do you, do you think that uh, um, that if you put to one side that it's obviously mm. for money, like I bet I mean that is it is a business as well, so it makes sense <laughs> that it is about making money. But correct. if you put that to one side, um, the fact that kids today are going to probably appreciate more modern animation. Um, 
than older stuff. Like I remember as a kid, I liked older movies enough, but I was way more excited about newer looking movies. You could tell the difference. The difference. Uh, yeah, I agree in one point, I think. But then I think that the Lion King artwork and the revamp of it, they've done the Blu-ray that's really beautiful and the colours are so vibrant and the artwork's so incredible that I think it really stands up. I don't think all of them stand up, like your Herculeses and stuff like that don't stand up in the same way with the animation. But I do think The Lion King has just such iconic imagery in it that kids love it just as much. Right. And, I mean, I yeah, you're right. Kids probably will really love this CGI stuff. Um, and I could be proven wrong. I could be proven wrong and it could be incredible and the casting is incredible. But I think the colours that you get in the cartoon version are so vibrant and in the trailer it's not as vibrant. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I also saw the stage musical of The Lion oh, King. wasn't that it wonderful. Was spectacular. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about that was that they didn't even try to make the people look exactly like animals. Yeah. It was all done with yeah. art yeah. and masks and kind of following the actual movement of people you know, even the Panthers kind of had like very clever kind of puppeteering involved. Mm. And I always think puppeteering mostly in film actually comes across better than CGI or a blend of puppeteering and CGI rather than all CGI. I right. Think like the Muppets really... type thing. Yeah, like the oh. Muppets or. Just um, like real. So like wasn't it uh, the first Jurassic Park was a lot yeah, of it was actual really? physical. Yeah. Because you, you can tell that you can, it, mm, it's touchable it's tactile, somehow. Yeah, and, and they're can, I always want to touch it. Yeah, exactly. You want to touch it because it looks tactile and, mm. and it's almost the way that they move is a little bit different. And, and I think you can tell even in the first Star Wars films, you know, that's all done with that kind of puppeteering and people in costumes and right. model sets and that's stuff. Part yeah. of the reason there was a lot of backlash about the prequels because they were all green screen. Correct. Not yeah. that I, I mean, there was probably a lot of reasons there was backlash about those, which Jar-Jar I don't Binks. fully understand all that and I would not dare. I, like <laughs> I know. I don't know about things. I don't know <laughs> what everyone hates about Jar Jar Binks. I really like them. He's a bit of fun. I think he's just a little bit of fun, a light-hearted addition to I'm, the movies. Well, yeah, you would have been probably of an age where it was designed especially yeah, for you as well, which is, yeah. but, but I mean, that's the point. Yeah. Like you were yeah. people, older people, adults at the time who hated it, weren't, it wasn't for them. Anyway, I shouldn't get in this because yeah, this does get people different. pretty angry. Yeah, it does. But I also I have this natural um, uh, I'm naturally drawn to things that people hate, and I want to stick up for them. I can't help it. So someone <laughs> oh. like Jar Jar Binks, I'm always going to be like, all the prequels in general, I'm going to want to like. Yeah, that's like my parents. They um I, they were going to a movie night once, and they were like, I think we're going to watch Step Brothers, and I was like. I think that that's a terrible idea and you're going to hate it. And they were like, mm. and they came back and they were like, we loved it. <laughs> yeah, right. How funny. Space for activities, bunk beds, maybe we should do it. Like they loved it. And I reckon it's because I was like, you're going to hate it. Right. Yeah, yeah. They like to be contrary. You were, yeah, you dared them. Basically. I did. I think even though I would like to like Jar Jar Binks, I can't. <laughs> I should make that clear because you're, you're, you're the only person. Of- yeah. yeah, I'm gonna else. get a lot of sla- flack. Flack. I'm gonna no, get I, flack. Well, I'm okay with it. I'll take it. I also, I, n- I never really get why people um, will jump on you for liking something. I think it's always, it's nice to be positive about stuff. Well, I find it to be nice, but I also agree. obviously it's people. It, there's something something very um, satisfying about hating on stuff as well. This but it's true. a real short term 
whatever that good feeling you get mm. from hating on something. I don't yeah. think it. Anyway, it's not like low GI food that yeah, sustains yeah. you for a long period. It's of time. sugary. Yeah, <laughs> correct. You exactly get a right. Quick high and then you'll you'll crash. Anyway, correct. That's correct. the end of the philosophy segment of the show. Um, <laughs> I feel like there must be a connection between low GI and CGI, and there's just something oh, there that I can't. My brain's too I know. fatigued to work out. But know Me that too. I was thinking about it deeply. I think okay, I, I quite you. I quite like giving listeners the. Um, the raw materials to a joke and let them <laughs> assemble it at home. It's like a deconstructed yeah, joke. It's yeah. like the IKEA of podcasts. Yeah, they can put it put it together yeah. as an Alan and key. They have there. ownership for it. It's good. It's good. I'm sorry about my negative rant, guys. No, it was very. I oh to yeah, know. I wanted was to it, know. It was probably hard for you not to take that personally. What I just said. That's all. I wasn't even. Saying that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I did. I was not I at all. I find it strange when people are negative unnecessarily. <laughs> Sorry, it's very I pointed, wasn't it? I I mean, it was. And it's also pretty ironic that I'm being negative about negativity. Oh, which, there's many yeah. layers. So exactly. I think I'm I'm doing exactly what I'm talking about. I do that all the time. I'll whinge about whinges. People whinge about weather in Melbourne constantly, or wherever you go, people whinge about the weather. And I I often find myself whinging about the people whinging about the weather before <laughs> I realise that I'm doing the exact same thing. Anyway, that brings us to the end of our Lion King chat. I'll, what we normally do uh, is give it a, a banana rating out of uh, a full bunch, whatever you think that might be, however many bananas, and then how ripe are those bananas? Are they underripen? Are they open ripen? I don't understand the system, but um, what, okay. what do you think, Claire? Oh, for the Lion King, the animated version. That's hmm. right. Um, I am going to go a, a, a 10 out of 10 banana bunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think just the right um, right amount of ripeness, just wow. the ripeness. You know, like a few little, a few black spots, so you know it's got it's sweet, but it's not overripe. It's none of that green nasty banana shit going mm. on. Yeah, yeah. I would get it. I've, I don't think I've ever seen ten bananas in a bunch, so I feel that's. I would say like eight. I think so. Eight out of eight. I don't know. And. Um, I just that each one is more perfect than the next. Wow, more than the one before. Yeah, what a what a magical. Yeah, you just keep peeling, yeah. and you're like another one. This is this bunch is a week old. It's not even possible, <laughs> but they just ah oh, just keep tasting delicious. It's the magic of Disney, mate. Mm-hmm. That's what I, it is. I hadn't really thought about this before, but I think maybe I'm going to give it a lovely bunch of coconuts. <gasps> I don't know if that fully makes sense, but I'm sticking with it. The other thing we do. As big as your head. Sorry. No, I I was going to say, if you you could keep laying down that musical bed. (laughs) And I'll I'll just keep talking over that beautiful (laughs) bed of music, musical bed, uh, of the musical. Ah, some big as your head. Uh, the I other thing the lovely to me we do is we dim, talk dim, 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 about the main primate character bom, bom, in the film and how much of ourselves we see in that character. So apparently on the first episode, uh, scientist Andy Matthews told us that chimpanzees or chimpanzees and humans share 99% or 98% DNA. I'm regretting that. And... Sorry, 90, what did you say? <laughs> 98% DNA we shared with chimpanzees. How much of yourself do you see in Rafiki in The Lion King as a percentage out of 100? 100 is the full amount of percents that we can give DNA-wise. I wish there was more. I know. Well, I'm sorry. Anything that I say is going to be, I feel like, too full of myself. 
Oh wow! So oh, you, yeah, because you think of Rafiki as being great. Yeah, I think. Well, obviously, obviously. Yeah. if I was like, oh, well, obviously I'm Rafiki. That that is saying that I am like the no knower of all things in the universe. Right. That's well, pretty. Pff, that's a big statement. That, that is true. But well, you are in front of like the feminist of the podcast, and true. he would say to you, "I'm sure, Matt. I'm putting. I'm, I'm just reading your mind here. Yep. That you should back yourself. Back yourself. That's what I was thinking. Then. Yeah. I am a hundred percent of. Rafiki. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. To ask Sing me anything, it. I'll tell you. Ask Down me to the limp and the walking stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is real cool. Yeah. And your blue face. Yeah, I'm blue in the face. And your tail. Thank goodness this is an auditory medium because you, yeah, I could, correct. I could be. Well, no, you could be. You are. I am. So, yeah, ask me anything. I'll give you, I'll give you advice, a wisdom. Um, Claire, mm. Claire asks big questions. Ooh. Okay. Should I keep singing? I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Look up into the stars. Oh. <laughs> Squash banana. Yep. Laptop. God, it's like he's here yeah. with us. Yeah, I there's think you a, know what to do. There's oh, a lot to take no. away from that. There's so much. There's so much to take mm. away. You give so much and so little all I at know. the same time. I'm remembering who I am mm-hmm. and it feels good. Good. Thanks, Rafiki. You're welcome. Do you, as, <laughs> are you that high, 100%? Oh, I mean, you goodness. did sound a bit high there. <laughs> are you are you a similar amount of high? Oh, look, I think that I think that Dim has really proved that she is mm-hmm. the embodiment and spirit of Rafiki. So in questions, her wisdom. Questions kind of change now. It's, as a percentage, how much of yourself do you see in Dimity? Oh, I like oh, that. I like this a lot. Okay, mm. I would say I was going to say like maybe 80%, but then I realized she has really long feet and <laughs> I don't have as long a feet. My feet are quite dainty and beautiful. So, you know, it's one of the gift, many gifts that I have. So I'm going to go with 70%. 70%. Before yeah. I 100% identified with Rafiki, that would have been a really, I would have taken that quite personally, that comment, but now I'm above it and yeah. actually I'm, I'm not affected at all. So cool. Yeah. She's basically saying 30% less good than you. What you'll find is if you look into yourself, <laughs> you'll find the answer. Yeah. So well, I'll just leave you with that. I normally would say a number myself, but I feel like I could just, could you tell me how much of myself I see in you? I'm so confused at this point. <laughs> this, I mean, everyone, I think nearly everyone will start um, doing rating systems like this eventually. We're ahead of the curve. Yeah. You are. Well, you are a scientist. Yeah. Well, basically, basically. Primatologist. Yeah. I give you um, 10 bananas. 10 bananas. Thank mm. you. Oh, you're so wise. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. going to start calling you Rafiki. Okay. I think you should live in a tree from now on. <gasps> I'd really like that. Yeah. I think I'll get a good perspective on life. You would. Baobab trees. They're very roomy. You know, oh. they're those really big, broad ones. Such oh. beautiful trees. They are. I've never been to Africa. I feel like a real bloody loser. Mm. A nincompoop? Yeah, I'm going to get there. 
I can't wait to get there. Dave Warnicky from the Dugong podcast. I do. You know him. I know him. He's, I know that guy. We were planning. We're going to go over maybe next year or something. We reckon. <gasps> I know in Africa is a very big place. Yeah, we're just going uh, to go to Africa. We're going to go to Africa. Yeah, go to Tanzania. That's where we lived and it's beautiful. It's where the Lion King set. Oh. Yeah, it's where they went. So a lot of the the scenery that you see there in Gorongoro Crater and oh, Kilimanjaro. We climbed Kilimanjaro is there in Tanzania. Claire's Claire's lived a great life, you guys. Can you remember? With my tiny feet. (laughs) I I cannot remember a conversation we've had where you didn't mention Kilimanjaro and how you climbed it. Oh, my God, all I ever hear about. (laughs) The way you were able to weave it into every conversation. It's remarkable. Do you want a tea? A tea? That reminds me. That brings us to everyone's favourite segment on the show. It's the primate sporting mascot segment of the show. Dim, you would have heard about this, I'm sure. Uh, Last week we talked about, uh, if you haven't figured it out from the title, it's where we talk about a primate-based sporting mascot from around the world. When I started the show uh, 20-odd weeks ago, I thought there would be more than there are, but... (laughs) It seems like I, if you are, if anyone is about to start a sporting team, and I know a lot of people out there are, uh, maybe you're going to start an indoor soccer team or a netball team, give yourself a primate name. And, and even if you can go with something more interesting than gorillas or something, that would be great. And let us know. And we can bloody feature on, this, on the show, and that's everyone's dream. I know that. Mm. I know that to be true. Um, but this week, we're, it's a bit of a follow-up from last week where we talked about uh, the Warilla Gorillas. Warilla's... Uh, a suburb or a town just outside of Wollongong in New South Wales. They've got a rugby league team called the Gorillas. And obviously if you're called Warilla, apart from maybe Chinchillas, um, I think Gorillas is your only real option. I I wasn't sure. I could not figure out um, who had suggested it to me. I was searching everywhere. But I found out uh, during the week that it was Scott W. Clowry, a great listener of the show, and he got in touch again this week to let me know that not only does Warilla have a rugby league team called the Gorillas, they also have a lawn bowls club known as the Warilla Gorillas. And they've got a big statue, which I found on their Facebook page. They've got, got a big gorilla statue made. And there was they opened it up to a competition to name it. And there's 250 comments. Um, and the winner with the most likes was Garrett the Gorilla, which I don't know what that means. I think it's some sort of in thing. Maybe some key member of the club's Mm. name was Mm. Gary Garrett or something like that. And that beat out uh, other suggestions, including the most frequent suggestion. I can't believe they didn't pick it. was Harambe, which I think would would have been a beautiful. Oh, that's a fun name. Would have been a beautiful gesture. It would have been. That's the one that died, isn't it? Yeah, it was one of the ones that died. A lot of gorillas have died over the journey. Mm. But oh, so it's not really a fun one. No, it's a bit. I didn't. Well, it's not. I mean, it's a a more of a tribute. A tribute. Yeah, like a a meaningful one. Meaningful tribute. So Mm. I'm going to have a moment's silence. Sure. Rafiki, you are correct. Mm. Yeah, she's so wise. Mm. You talk right through that moment, but <laughs> and you'll never get it back. Um, I think we both respected it. We did, yeah, certainly, yeah, yes. Absolutely. I had a very, very great moment of introspection. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do a full episode on Harambe eventually, which I'm uh, looking forward to learning more about, uh, the legend that is Harambe. Um but I, I, I'm so keen to get up there. You can there's a so there's a photo on the uh, Warilla Gorillas Facebook page of the uh, gorilla now known as Garrett, and its hand is put out, which is sort of like it's like you can put things in it for photos. And the photo they've got has got like a tiny baby Aww. sitting by itself Aww. on the. I, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to lie on it on. Uh, 
Garrett's hand. Oh, and take that's a, photo. a good idea. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, Dim. Yeah. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment I of the, the show. Last no, Dim, please <laughs> don't. Please don't. Superseded only by this segment. <laughs> it's Circus Watch. That's where oh. we talk about Andy Circus, uh, who is sort of the godfather of this podcast. He's the patron saint. He's played the greatest apes on screen, including Caesar in the Planet of the Apes reboots, and also. King Kong, which is um, probably, yeah, only only bettered by Caesar mm. in terms of on-screen kings, Caesar meaning king apparently. Um, so each week we, we try to catch up. Uh, if anyone listening uh, knows Andy Circus or has seen Andy Circus or knows someone who's seen Andy Circus, please get in touch to the email address primatespod at gmail.com with the, what do you call the line where the, you've got a description of the thing? What's that called, Ian? Oh, the show notes. Oh, no, the episode description. I don't know. The no, subject, subject line. Of, the subject, subject line. Yeah. Of, oh, you're like email. The subject, right? Oh, yeah. You are such a podcast person. <laughs> Your head's always in the pod game. It is. I, my head started to leave, to leave the building. The head honcho. Anyway, yes. the subject line. <laughs> Sorry. Circus Watch and give us your stories. We've had a few great stories in the past. We want to get them on the show eventually. Um, I've, I did a quick Google in uh, the uh, Google News search and found out that uh, he was recently talking to the new paper, or as a newspaper, about his new film Mowgli, which is launching today, I think, as oh. this episode goes out on Netflix. And in it, he talked about playing the role of the bear Baloo. And this totally goes to what you were saying before. I don't think you're probably going to love this movie, Claire, based on what you're saying before. (laughs) But he was saying, Circus was saying that it proved to be a little more difficult than any member of the primate family, which is quite used to playing, obviously, Mm -hmm. apart from the fact that primates are of superior animals to bears and all others. Um, He said, translating the actor's facial expressions into a non-humanoid face was the most difficult. Uh, Take the character like Gollum, who we played as well in the past. My facial structure is similar to his, but if you're looking into the face of a bear, a wolf, or a tiger, it is completely different structurally. Uh, We had to design the animals very carefully so that you could see the actors' faces in them. So maybe there's some hope that the technology is coming on, and I think our man Andy Serkis is is the one who's going to bring that forward. He's championing it. I do have a lot of respect for the old Andy Serkis and... His work, he's very talented. Maybe he can bring it home. I am very sceptical. Because when he played Caesar, he's got a, a chimpanzee's face, which already is going to be able to be a lot more expressive. So mm, it's going to be interesting to see how he's been able to make a bear's face look like a bear but also express human-type emotions. Yeah. But, What's that called when you put um, human emotions onto something that's not human? Oh, that's like... hum- humotioning. <laughs> The, You're a scientist, so I believe I'm, you. Well, I'm, yeah. look, I, I want to oh, make no, it clear. No, I'm not no, quite no, no, a no, 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 not a scientist. Just like I'm basically much a scientist. Primatologist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an amateur primatologist and uh-huh. basic, basically a scientist. Yeah, 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 but you definitely nailed that. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I know. We, I know there is a word, but I can't think of the word. There is. Yeah. What? Sorry. It is. It's late, and my brain's not working. Obviously, I'm. I'm a linguist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to let you guys have a chance. I shouldn't say guys. You people have a chance <laughs> to uh, step in there. Sorry, as a feminist of the podcast, I would really like to apologize for using yeah. guys. I, t- I call girls guys, though. I'm okay with it, yeah. yeah. As a feminist, I'm okay with it. Okay, cool. Oh. And you are the font of all wisdom. I know everything. I hereby decree. Can I make decree? I don't think, I'm, I don't think Rafiki does decrees. No, I don't think. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, you well, are. But I will because I make he. the rules. Yeah. 
So, guys, it's okay. It is okay. Well, I have a, I have a feeling that it – anyway, who, who bloody knows? But um, it definitely is uh, – it's a contentious one at the moment that I've seen coming up a little bit. Mm. And I'm not taking the piss at all. I'm trying to say that less. Um, but mm. – I'm finding yeah. now that I've tried to stop saying it. Yeah, you say that. But I say it so yeah. much. I just oh, wouldn't have so noticed sad. it before, but yeah. I say it. it's my go to. Yeah. yeah. I think I probably say it a lot too. I'm trying mm, to get onto too. folks. Oh, that's a good but one. But it's way more clumsy. What do, you, what do you folks think? What do you guys think? What do you folks think? What does everyone think? Mm. What about everyone? Everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Vanessa Amorosi style. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. I love how inclusive that song is. Yeah, it is very inclusive. That's That very... was the, the key praise. A beautiful message yeah. and I praise it too. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, that brings us to everyone's favourite segment <laughs> on the show, which is the Patreon shout-outs. If you do like this show, um, it's part of a, a mini network inside of, of a much bigger and better network, the Planet <laughs> Broadcasting Network, but the mini network's called the Do Go On Network or something like that. I don't even know what it's called. But uh, on Patreon, you can find it at uh, patreon.com slash dogoonpod. Um, and if you support this show, you'll also be supporting uh, Do Go On Podcast and also Dave Warnicky's podcast, Book Cheat, which is where he uh, reads a classic novel so you don't have to. Very funny podcast you should check out as well. Um, but one of the rewards you can get, apart from bonus episodes and other things like that, is uh, I'll read out your favorite primate on the show. And here are four... Patreon's favorite primates. Here is Will Watts. His is the silverback gorilla. And he says that's simply because it's one of the few animals on the planet that can both learn to understand you and yet rip both your arms off at the same time. That's why. That's, yeah, that's a good reason. That's a beautiful... that is... Yeah, I wouldn't argue. No one can argue with that. No, you can't so, argue with that. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's why. I mean, yeah, if Rafiki wasn't sitting in the room, I'd say maybe that. Will White has the wisdom of a Rafiki. Uh, Nick Vidrosa says Optimus Primal from Beast Wars is his favorite, which we talked about in an earlier episode. He's a, a Transformer uh, series where they turned into animals. He was the leader. Optimus Primal became a gorilla. He says it was my first taste of Transformers and started an unhealthy love for the franchise. Is there such a thing as an unhealthy love of Transformers? The answer is yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think there might be. Definitely, definitely yeah. yes. Mm. Um, there's no doubt about that. Mm. Rachel Razzi uh, says her favorite uh, is hands down a gorilla. She said her favorite monkey is hands down a gorilla. I'm going to let that slide because gorillas aren't monkeys. Pretend Ooh. I didn't bring it up. Do you know my favorite thing is Rachel Razzi's name? That's cool. She, that is a sick name, That's isn't it? Name. Such a cool name. Very Rachel well Razzi. done, Rachel Razzi's parents. That's alliteration. Yeah. I love alliteration. <laughs> You so are a good. teacher at heart, aren't you? Yeah, I know. Can it's... take her out of the school. Yeah, but you can't take the school out of the person. Oh, mm. yeah, mm. absolutely. Everybody yeah. agrees with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it personified? Is that the word you're saying? No, not no. quite. No, no. close. No. It's, it's a... like anthro anthropomorphizing. Uh, is it something, something like, like that. that? Yes, it is. It definitely. I is. mean, I'm it's sitting something. right here on a computer, but I refuse to. No, look at I don't it. want to. I could. I could look. At it. I don't want. I'd to. much prefer to get. Too many tweets about it this week. <laughs> no, please tweet in if you want to. Um, so Rachel Razzi, who I'm sure is an alter ego of a superhero, uh, says her favourite's a gorilla, part, partially because the babies are super cute, but primarily due to the fact that my sister is terrified of them and cried once when she saw one at Taronga Zoo, which is a, another beautiful <laughs> reasoning there to love gorillas. And finally, Gregory Gritman, which is another alliterative... Name. Oh, great name. Yeah. Fantastic name. His fa- uh, favourite is the probos- 
proboscis monkey. Oh, yeah. His reasoning is because look at them. <laughs> and I think you, you can't really, yeah. you can't, can't argue, argue with that. No, you can't. They, have you seen them? One, they're fantastic I think I have. Looking. I think I have. Mm. They because... look like they've got a cock and balls on their face. Yes. Yep. It's ringing an absolute bell. Absolute bell. A real, yep. They're amazing looking. Bells the they balls. look. They don't look real. They look like they were invented by Jim Henson. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Google them after this. Oh, well, that that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Now, where can people find you, uh, everyone? <laughs> Pe- you people. You Primates. Well, you can find me on um, your podcast apps at the Millennial Divide. It's difficult to spell. We learned after we named it. So it's M-I, two L's, tricky, E. Two ends, also tricky. I A L divide, and we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and I'll put links to some of that mm-hmm. in the description. But you could also find it if you just want to quickly look it up on the Planet Broadcasting Correct. website. Correct. Yeah, you can go to planetbroadcasting.com where you will find this podcast and your podcast and all some every amazing podcast you need podcasts. to listen to. Correct. Exactly. Um, and you can find me. I host another podcast called Just Make the Thing, um, which is a show about how to start a thing, keep on making it. And there are episodes with Matthew, who is here, and also with Dave Warnicky from Do Go On and Jess Perkins and lots of other great uh, interviews and just chats about um, creativity um, and I'm also on Instagram at Claire20 and on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movie so head on over and find I me think there it's actually pronounced Claire Tonti Tonti you're doing a live uh, episode <gasps> yeah. of Just Make the Thing with a, lot, a few of these people you just talked about next it's about a week away yeah oh goodness it is it's next week oh my god so it's on the 9th of December at the Howler Bar in Brunswick um, and it's going to be Just Make the Thing live with Mr. Sunday Movies himself my husband man and Jess Perkins, Dave Warnicky, um, another great girl called Cleo Karama. She makes donuts, so we're going to be selling donuts for all for charity. Yeah, they're Italian donuts with jam. They're amazingly oh. delicious. Oh, my goodness. She makes them as a side hustle, and so she's going to be talking about side hustles and how she got her business off the ground. Um, and it's also with my co-host, Chanel Luchev. She's uh, awesome too. And, um, yeah, tickets are available on Mosh Ticks, and I'll give you that link as well. Cool. That um, is an all-star cast. Mm, what? Really? It is, I'm yeah. so, I, assume, I keep checking my emails. I haven't seen... An invoit on there, but that's an invoit on there. Invoit? Oh, invoit. this is all that, that's Maybe really that's, maybe you're searching for the wrong thing. It's invite. Yeah, oh. Search, try invite. Okay, that might change everything. <laughs> yeah, you could I'm find so it. sorry. Yeah, oh, this RSVP real soon. Uh, uh, no, I think I think we'll actually be, both of us will be heading back from Meredith. Yeah, yeah you're going to be at the, uh, the music festival, which, and silly me for making it on that weekend. Oh, that was, was a very silly. That is Meredith totally is so cool. your key market as well. All <laughs> your listeners. We'll be at Meredith. I know. I'm so silly. Anyway, if you're not at Meredith, <laughs> come along to Just Make the Thing. And we're also fundraising for Care Australia. So $5 from every ticket goes to Care Australia for supporting women and girls mm. who live in extreme poverty around the world. So another cool thing that we do at Planet Broadcasting is raise money. So cool. cool. I'm super jealous that I won't get to be there, but I'm looking forward to listening to it. Um, people who want to find primates on social media, it's at primates pod, P R I M E M A T E S P O D on Twitter and Instagram and primates on Facebook. 
similar to millennial divide um making a pun thing on an audio format was real dumb anyway <laughs> prime mates i guess you can read it on your phone right now um primatespod at gmail.com if you can i'd love it if you could give us a five-star review on itunes or wherever apparently i've been told by people like claire tonti that it's really important to get um the podcast out there um something about algorithms or something uh give us a five-star review you can be real honest with the words you write um, but as long just, as you get the if you five think it's stars a, in. If, <laughs> if you think it's a four-star podcast or a three-star, that's fine. Give me five stars and then in the message say, honestly, probably only four <laughs> stars, but I thought I'd do you a favor. Um, and I really appreciate that would mean so much. I love reading those when they trickle in and they make me feel good about myself. And in the end, isn't that what, what podcasting yeah. is all about? Boosting my fragile ego. <laughs> so I know that's why I'm in the game, yeah. Now... I don't know who normally uh, one of the guests will uh, do the classic sign-off, which is just something you riff at the time that's primates-based. Who's feeling it? Dim, I think you've got something. Um, so I'll say thank you so much for coming, Claire. People yeah. should definitely uh, check out your live show next week. Thanks, Matt. And we'll talk soon. We'll get you back in for another Disney sometime soon. You both should come back for the, when the remake comes out as well. Oh, yes. Thanks yes. so much for coming in, Dimity. And as we always say on Primates Podcast... We're 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 signing out of the monkey house. That's so good, you did <laughs> it. Wasn't good. I'm sorry. I need time to think of these that things. That was. So- <laughs> I'm actually really funny. If you give me a few more minutes, you are really funny. It's very stuffy in okay. here. I'll yeah. do better next time I'm on. Just You're bring right. me back. I've got it. I'll have it down next time. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.